Do you want to know the real difference between them and us? Until now, we were never given a chance, Professor X. Oh, snap. Professor X just used the them and us. Them and us dividing lines. Yikes. Hello, and welcome to the anniversary edition of the X-Wife Podcast. And uh, by anniversary edition, I mean we're recording this on our anniversary. Right. And everything else about the episode is exactly the same. And it's the 10th episode, so... So, perfect timing. Episode anniversary. Happy anniversary. Happy anniversary. Yay. Yay. Shall we? We shall. Page turn. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Whoa, whoa, whoa. You're turning the page. You <gasps> haven't even seen the cover. I haven't even Actually, seen the cover. So let's let's tell them how how are you turning pages but you haven't seen the cover, Alicia? So <laughs> for an anniversary gift, Justin got me the House of X Powers of Ten compilation book. Yeah, a hardcover. So, yeah, it's hardcover and... Jumbo-sized pages. It's really difficult for me to not cheat and peek forward, but I'm holding true to the reality of my surprise in every episode, and I'm not going to look... I'm not going to look ahead. You better not. No spoiling. I'll take it back. No, please. It'll be mine then. Don't do that. That's However, an, that's an our gift. Just that's so you an know. our gift. Yeah, both of ours. I know, but it's mine first. Sure, you're holding it. I, mm, I may just read this whole thing before the live episode. Ooh, that might be good. Ooh. Well, then that means you have until December nineteenth to finish reading that book. Better get on it, because that's when our live episode will be. We will have a whole variety of things. We'll be talking about. Games and prizes and trivia and recaps and big picture. And we'll also be talking about our Chimera question. The, yes. The ultimate combination of mutant powers. I cannot wait to hear what people come up with and also yours because I still don't know I your tell full you. answer. Well, we got a good amount of responses. We actually had, I think, over 50 or 60 responses uh, to our initial question. A whole lot of those came from the House of X group on Facebook which is an X-Men related group that I'm a part of. Also a podcast of the same name. Get they it. have, it's like a international grouping of X-Men fans with over 14,000 members and just tons of really great conversation and, and recaps and, and discussion about X-Men and X characters. But one of their admins, specifically Shoshana, she had a handful of just really solid combinations and specifically labeling them with with what they would be. So I, I want to call out two right now. The Ultimate Thief, which is Kate Pride for phasing, Emma Frost for telepathy, and Trinary for technopathy. The ability to psychically control all forms of technology, such as computers, cell phones, etc. Oh, my Lanta. Right? That, is a, that is a thought out answer. That, that's how things combine. So and, and her second one, The Ultimate Hacker, cipher trinary and sage so again with trinary but how do these powers work together how do they augment each other how do they deepen what you're able to do even further i mean i have questions about trinary because i don't know who that is she was in the recent issue she was at one of those stations connected through the cuckoos oh yes okay okay uh 
analysis yes or i remember i remember now okay cool so that's awesome so thanks for that um if you want to contribute to that conversation you still can uh, you can find those posts on our social pages or you can just shoot us an email at the xwifepodcast at gmail.com and uh, tell us what your three mutant chimera would be. And I think we'll probably share a couple more along the way, but we'll be saving, you know, like our big reveals. The creme de la creme. At, for that live. For episode. the live. And I think this is a good place for me to just mention that. You know, it's great for us to see our community growing, our interaction growing. The support from all of you is really wonderful, and we're super grateful for that. We just want to do a couple shout-outs before we dive in. First, we got another review on Apple Podcasts. Um, the review says, great X-Men podcast. So thank you. One out of one listeners found this helpful. <laughs> and it's um, the comment or the review is by... Slur, slurs, slurzed, slurzed, S L Y R S D, Please forgive us for pronouncing your name incorrectly, but thank you so much. And another great thing that happened, um, another fellow podcast friend, Crash and Taz Movie Seller, sent us a Krakoan quote from our episode, and we had to decipher it. What did that Krakoan quote say, Alicia? Ugh. I don't, don't yuck my yum. Don't yuck my yum. So it call back to a previous episode. That was really fun to get, to get a Krakoan message. And sent validation to us. for my phrase as well. Oh yeah. Also fun. Thanks so also, much also fun. for that. Also, we've become great friends with the Generations of X podcast. And if you have, you know, an inkling for more X podcasts in your life, which you should, you should definitely check them out. Um, they have great, great episodes, but I can't listen to all of them because some of them have spoilers. I can. <laughs> and we, we, we have a... Oh, yeah. More. We had some questions featured on the Blurred Bars season finale, their 10th episode. Uh, really great variety of video games, manga, comics, movies, just kind of everything nerd culture all wrapped into one. I, I love the booze news and reviews that they did. Uh, that's awesome yeah it was it was a lot of fun it was a good podcast i checked that out all right so show me those covers what do so, we got you interesting have many in your hands interesting about this issue so we are reading house of x number five today my name's justin this is alicia oh hey sorry oh, missed that part you know we're very uh distracted by the book yeah the new book and, and the anniversary we're celebrations just, we're like we know you by now you know us why would we introduce ourselves you own this issue of house of x I own it. One of these issues is yours. We got them as free copies at oh, New, yeah. New York Comic Con last year, last fall. I did. I just, I got one and I was like, yeah, I'll take it. Yeah. And you're like, you do something with it. Because it's a special, because it was a special cover, right? Wasn't yep. it a special cover? Art Adams, who was actually at the convention. But before we look at that, let's look at the standard cover. The OG. The OG. Oh. Oh, yeah. Apocalypse is Big, waiting in the water. Bad apocalypse. He's just going for a little swamp stroll. I just it, he's coming towards you. Right? Yeah. Oh yeah. It's definitely um It's foreboding. That's what that's, I that was the word that I Yeah, that's came a to fantastic yeah. word. He's just he's got that slow walk. It's given it's me very intentional. Yeah. It's given me endgame Thanos vibes where he's like farmer. 
on just <laughs> got his crusty burnt hand and he's just yeah. walking through the fields. I can see that. I also kind of get the feeling from him that he's tired hmm. in this image. He's he's old. He's it's menacing, but it's because he's had enough. Like not tired, like sleepy, like tired, tired like, like tired. Tired. He's yeah. tired. <laughs> because when you say it with a southern accent it makes it more effective apparently yeah. oh yeah okay cool so what are the what was the comic-con it was variant? a black and white art adams variant oh yeah i remember really liking this when i saw it and the interesting thing about this cover is that it includes kind of spoilers so i mean at this point at the convention all of house of x and powers tend to come out i think even a handful of the Dawn of X issues had started and that was when they announced the Wolverine series with ben, Oh yeah ben Percy people and Adam Kubert. Cray, cray for that. Adam Kubert people I think that guy is Wolverine, by the way. Ben Percy? Yeah. Yeah. I mean I just remember him speaking yeah. at the panel and I was like, Oh, that is Wolverine. Yeah. He's here in the flesh. He wrote that podcast. That podcast was great. Uh, Wolverine, The Long Night and yes. The Lost Trail, I believe, is the second those. season. Those, those are really were so good. good. Yeah, those are I really good. I want more of those, please. Yeah, Ben Percy. Hey, Ben. Can we get some I know some you're more? writing a bunch of books, but write a podcast too. Please, thank you. Okay, so you said there's spoilers in here? Well, not really spoilers, but those costumes on the cover are much more in the Dawn of X costumes than otherwise. Danny Moonstar is there. We just saw New Mutants oh, today. Oh, yeah. That was our anniversary splurge. We went to the movies during the time of COVID. There's Lockheed, too. I don't know if you saw him underneath Wolverine. Oh, yo. Look at that dragon. All right. We've spent far too much time on covers. Yeah. It's a cool cover, though. It is a really cool cover. I think I remember saying when we got it that I wanted to take one and color it in, and you were n not into that not, idea. <laughs> I mean, you can have it because it's it is yours, mine. and I have two of them technically, so sure. <laughs> so sure, but don't do that. You got to paint it. Ooh. All right. All right, so that's that quote. So now, page, page turn, turn noise. noise. Yeah. <gasps> ah, Polaris. It's your girl. It's my girl. Polaris. And we're doing this little father-daughter philosophy time. <laughs> and she's just kind of, I don't know, this this felt a little unnatural to me where she's just asking, you know, humans, is there any good in them? You know, what what are they good for? Humans. <gasps> and, and Magneto goes through just, you know, they taught us society. They taught us the ability to settle down and to build something. And they're standing and they're on looking onto a tree of Krakoa, and which seems to have those those pods in it. I don't know if you oh, remember yeah, that yeah, from, the, from the beginning when Xavier was like, "My children, yeah, yeah, to me, my X Men, me. <laughs> cracking out of pods." And so Magneto just kind of continues on his monologue to Polaris, and he's talking about you know what if mutants weren't being hunted all the time? If we had had that time to develop without fear. If our traits that we valued weren't strength and aggressiveness, but rather intelligence, ingenuity, and creativity, if we were really allowed to thrive as a society, which I think is really cool and, and kind of to the point of the opening quote, 
you know, we've never had an opportunity to, to grow and to right. build. They were always on the defensive. They yeah. were always just Se- trying to... Segmented and on the run and just hiding for survival. Right. They never just got to explore their potential. Which is interesting. And it made me think of Magneto's point when he and Xavier were talking, I'm not interested in surviving. Mm. Right. That right. idea. Been there, of, done that. That idea of what surviving means to them. Like, I'm not interested in just getting by. I want something more. And then here they come. And then here a they team. come. There's yes. a team coming here up. Here they come, Father. Yes. Here they come. Rock star status, just lights all over the place and leading lines. Who are these five mutants? Are you asking me? Yeah, sure. <laughs> Who are these? The five mutants in front of us? I say. <laughs> The five mutants. You're asking me and I don't know. I mean, one of them has white hair in the front, so Rogue, but Nope. Uh be. she kinda looks like Rogue, yeah. But she's not especially I with knew that hair. Wrong. Yeah. I don't know who these are. Well, don't worry, because Magneto's going to continue to narrate and explain who these people are as if Polaris has no idea, even though she said here they come. You know what? That's okay. Thanks, Magneto. Thanks, I Magneto. Need this. We appreciate it. So we are high level briefly introduced to the five and that's what they are referred to. Excuse me. That was was Amazon. Sorry. Please silence your cell phones and pagers. We're briefly introduced to these five with some background narration by Magneto that tells us just who they are. So Fabio Medina gold balls is what what his name. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Uh, I was so not prepared for that. <laughs> so this mutant's name is Goldballs. His mutant name is Goldballs because he, he produces he produces gold balls from his oh, body a... and he can shoot them at people. And and that prior to this issue I'm such a child. This moment right now, that's what they were used for. He would just kind of shoot these gold balls at people. I can't. I can't yeah. because I'm looking at you. Yeah. I think I need to be in like a private room to. All right, I'm I'm mature. Here I go. Well, it wasn't Who's until it, well, hold on. Oh, so these aren't actually balls. These gold balls. Oh, they're not balls. Then what are they? Turns out he's been shooting out eggs at people. These are <laughs> baby. <Jeez. laughs> these are. Okay, so he doesn't have balls, but he has eggs. He's shooting eggs. These are eggs that are not viable, but he's creating... I'm sorry. Yep. He's having a period. (laughs) That's what you just said to me. Basically. I'm I'm sorry for anyone that maybe that made uncomfortable by me saying that, but he's having a period. I mean, that's his man... Mutant power. He's manstrating. Can yep. his name not be Gold Balls anymore? Can it be Manstrate? He does change his name later on in the stories. To so, Manstrate? No. So he he sh- they they realize. Then we discovered that these were actually eggs. Okay, so Gold Balls shoots eggs. Got it. Person number one. Which Wait, which one is he? He's the guy with the circle in his chest. So the guy all the way to uh, the okay. right on that opening spread. He's the guy with the gold balls coming out of his body in the top of that next Yeah, page. it's just he, this guy with the gold balls coming out of his body does not look the same to me, I think, because his head's down and his yeah. mask is showing. And he's illuminated by the balls. <laughs> yes. 
And so, which I think is kind of interesting and they don't really talk about in this second picture with all five of them gathered around these eggs, they're, the eggs aren't just laying on the ground. Like they are grown over by the ground area. So they're kind of brought into almost like nested into the environment around them, which is kind of cool. Okay, cool. So we got gold balls. Gold balls. And, and then we got the purple people eater. The purple people, the purple man who is Proteus. Proteus. Kevin McTaggart. McTaggart? You might know that last name. How is this person related to Moira? Husband? Son. Son. Kevin McTaggart, also known as Proteus. He is an Omega level mutant. He was on the list of Omega level oh, mutants. Oh, yes. Okay. And he is a reality warper. A so reality he can kind of warper. bend and change the fabric of reality around what him. What color is the reality stone? Mm, red? No connection. No. I mean, I didn't think there was like an actual connection. I just was like, that'd be interesting. Do you want to fact check yourself there? Or are you confident? In final answer, the reality stone is red. 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 It's red. He was correct. Ding, ding, ding. We have a winner. The okay. Aether. All right. So, Proteus, so, reality, right. would you say manipulator or? Reality warper. Warper. He takes these unviable eggs and is able to then warp reality around them and make them viable. Oh. So, so we got some. Cross mutant. Some. Some combo moves. Yeah, yeah. Some, some power. fastball specials. Some, yeah, ooh. <laughs> that was exciting. Do I remember what a fastball special is? Wait, let me see if I can remember. It's someone, is it when Colossus throws Wolverine? Yeah, I mean, it evolves beyond that, but that's where it comes from. Okay, yes. But yeah, it's when, eventually it becomes when someone throws Wolverine, <laughs> and then it becomes just when someone throws someone. When someone throws someone. Yeah. Okay. All right. So that's right. two. So Gold Balls creates these eggs. I'm never going to be fine with that. It's his, never going to. His name becomes Egg. Okay. Later Great. on. So Fabio Medina makes Fabio. these eggs. Proteus warps the reality of these eggs. And then it seems as though anyone can inject them with uh, the preserved DNA of a mutant. What? Yeah. So the preserved DNA of a mutant. We may know and have been recently introduced to someone that is cataloging these preserved DNAs Mr. of mutants. Sinister. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And then Elixir kickstarts the process of cellular replication. What are they doing? They are. You have the next page right there. So It's a book. So all they need after that is time, which the mutant whose hair kind of looks like rogue eva bell also known as tempest time is her mistress is what they say uh -huh. uh, she manipulates time so she's able to age this egg with the dna of a mutant that has been kick-started into a living thing and then aged by eva bell and then the fifth that they don't mentioned until after the fact you know I, I think this is kind of interesting how they bring up hope so hope summers is a pretty big name in 
mutant history this and, and the messiah this is this redhead complex. over here who's yep. putting the dna in yep that she is the one that injects the dna into them but her mutant power is that she creates collaboration between mutant powers so she is able to kind of through connection to the four others of them oh. combine their powers and augment their powers so she's kind of like the secret sauce bringing all of these together Interesting. and, and giving it an extra So level. they need her there in order for all their, even though each of their powers does these individual things, right. for them to all work. For them to all work on in these a eggs clean or whatever. Flow. And it even says like, the truth is that on their own, these mutants would be incapable of the intricate dance necessary to pull off these Promethean feats. But hope is a great unifier. Her powers enable them to operate both at their peak and in unison. So she's taking all of what they're doing and combining it together at once. And then you see this shadowy figure as he overlooks. I know that that body. Yeah, that bulbous head. That's Professor X. What do you think they're doing? It seems like they're cloning mutants. It seems like they're making little eggs. Uh, turn the page and you might see something that you recognize. Oh, come my children. <gasps> it is literally that same page from House of X number one. And remember, I was like, why is Cyclops being born? But Cyclops was just dead. Right. Right. So we, we get these. So the little bit of narration at the top together, they've made us whole. They've made mutantum whole. What? So, you know, you, you did you did call this as Cyclops beforehand. So, hey, good job, because that's totally Cyclops. But Cyclops is dead. No, not anymore. So this is a clone tree, uh, you know, or some kind of amount of eggs in a Krakoan tree. Your, your brain looks like it's exploding I right now. Like, what do you... What do you... <laughs> He's a clone of Cyclops, so he doesn't have Cyclops' memories. It's it's almost like you exactly flip the page. Just your face and your expression and your hands and look at Polaris at because the Because we are one. And she's just like, <laughs> here's what I don't get, Father. Isn't it just their bodies temporarily evolved to their desired age, perhaps even to their optimal and perfected form? But it's not them, is it? Thank it's you. just It's just a shell. Thank you, Polaris. Right. I'm saying, girl. But like, again, similarly to what I said before, and this might just be the first time that she's seen this happen or the first time that they've done this, but I would assume that Polaris, daughter of Magneto, is somewhat aware of this process. Well, maybe this is them letting her in on that. Yeah, maybe. You know, there That's has good. to be some point where she finds out. Sees it for the first time. And so we see the true nature of Cerebro. And not only to just locate people, but to be able to copy, and they use the word soul. So to be able to copy their soul is, and, and uh, kind of, yeah. Oh, whoa. My brain just went, okay. So the, the phalanx mm -hmm. and the whole deal with the people who want to ascend mm -hmm. and they're putting their soul or their essence into this machine. Yep. Cerebro is basically that. Basically that, right? What, and it's kind of what they're using that for. It's this idea of copying the essence, the, what do they say? The anima of any mutant Xavier has found 
and that last panel on here, he's literally using his psychic energy to bring back. To, to like, your soul back in your body. Right. So this is just a shell of a specific person aimlessly crawling toward Xavier, and then they become who they are because of Xavier's intervention, the way he uses Cerebro to implant the previous memories, the essence of this past version of themselves. Dang. So this this image, it's like fuchsia image down here, Yep. is him like shooting Cyclops' essence. Yeah. Back into him. Which I think is really interesting. So in that panel where Scott's looking at Xavier and even in the panel that kind of repeats from issue one of House of X, he's got red coming out of his eyes, but not at a blast. Yeah. So I think I just think that that's interesting that it's not until so Xavier puts the visors on him and then recreates himself in it in that husk hmm. is that what you know is is cyclops able to control his mutant power right now without or is xavier controlling his mutant power maybe interesting all right so so he brings back scott and then this is gene and nightcrawler and mystique i skipped that person m monet Oh, that's Monet. Oh, Monet. <laughs> Monet and your long sorted backstory. Yeah. Archangel, Wolverine, Cyclops. Who this? Blonde. That's Husk. Oh, Husk. Okay. I forgot what Husk looked like. Yeah. All right. So this is this, this is, is the team. That's that a suicide was... team. You know, that's the team suicide that just died. And this is probably one of my biggest critiques of the miniseries together is that you know i felt a whole lot i know you did too yes you know they killed all those mutants and then just now they're back right back well i guess you got the thrill but you didn't lose them long term right i just thought it was interesting that you know assumably they all knew they'd be brought back especially xavier who kind of like says this whole thing where you know there you are my boy even knowing i could bring you back a little of me dies when any of you do. You know, I, I just, it's curious. Oh, well, maybe he knew. Do you know? I don't think they knew. Really? I Just by the way that they, that like Scott was like. Questioning me. Like, are you sure plan? that yeah. this is what you want to do? Yeah, and yeah, yeah. the moment between Nightcrawler and Wolverine, mm-hmm. like, I feel like that was all genuine. I feel that they they didn't didn't know that they could come back. And I Hmm. almost wonder if Xavier had ever done this. Had ever, right. If this this is the first time and they, in theory, could bring them back, but didn't know for sure if it was possible. I don't think so, but maybe. You don't think it's the first time? I don't think it's the first time. I like the idea of them not knowing that they were not able to come back and i feel like that would have put more weight to their actions because i feel like the same way you were saying polaris is the daughter of magneto so she would be in the loop i feel like cyclops would be in the loop Mm -hmm. if and if polaris is just finding this out now then maybe this is the first that cyclops maybe you know this is something that xavier and eric are keeping like keeping close to the belt or close mm. to their chest until they like, you know, 
have the opportunity to use it. Yeah. Maybe I mean, they not, have a whole publicly known that. Right. Throughout all of Krakoa, does everybody know this is an option? Probably not. Right. And Maybe. didn't you say an issue or two ago that they have like a whole underground section of their skunk works? Yeah. Yeah. So they got tricks With up their sleeve. Forge They've is, got Forge is working on secret stuff. Yeah. They're not telling Forge you everything. Forge is the person to be working on secret stuff. I do think it's interesting. And I do want to point out the fact that Warren Worthington comes back as Angel and not Archangel. Oh, there's a difference. So Archangel is blue and has metal wings. And is an upgrade, arguable upgrade created oh. by Apocalypse when he turned Warren into his first. Well, maybe they didn't have that DNA. Maybe. Um, but I also think it's interesting to think of like Logan probably doesn't have his adamantium skeleton right now. <gasps> right? He just came back. He's just a husk of DNA with the memories of Wolverine. Oh, he Magneto, would not have. You best get that. Happening. Oh, you want Magneto to do it? That's violent. Um, <laughs> anyway, here's Storm, and that's awesome because it's Storm. It's just on your feet. The world is not ready for the likes of your return, but Krakoa is waiting. Intro Ooh. page. And I think that is ridiculous that, oh, that, that all was that was so the intro. Much. That was so much, right? That was such a big intro. So much. What's really great about this book, I just want to point out, because it's very cool. So this compilation book has, as the issue starts, it starts with that that page with the quote. That's page one, basically, of eight, each issue. And then it goes straight into the artwork. And then when you get to the title page, it's a spread. And one side is the cover image, but each of the different cover images are basically just in a wash of a different color. So this one is all black with that apocalypse looming over. And then it has the number of the episode, but it doesn't have uh, the issue. Yeah. But it doesn't have the creative team or anything on it because that's all on one page. That's interesting. And so if you look, they kind of do that in the circle of the X mm, yeah. in the issue itself. And I wonder, does it include any of the additional words so it says, Krako, House of X, Powers of Ten. So, is there more? So it includes the issue title, Society, but it doesn't include the text that is in the bottom right corner. The oh, House that little of extra. Yeah, the House of Xavier. Here they come. Here they come. Which is in reference to the five. Cool. And what Polaris says of them. But this book is beauteous and the cover too you had said the cover is a special cover yeah, just cover for is, this book yeah that's a cover just made for this hardcover edition so basically if you have someone in your life who you might think is going to feel overwhelmed about reading all the comics like me get them this book and it will feel less overwhelming yay yay great gift okay you want to uh, tell us who our creative team is I do. We've got Jonathan Hickman, the writer, Pepe Larraz as the artist, Marte Gracia as color artist, VCs Clayton Cowles as the letterer, and Tom Muller on design. In addition to our editorial team, Annalise Bisa, Jordan White, C.B. Sibolsky, and the title of the issue is Society. Let's do it. Digging in. Oh, yeah, this is beautiful. Mm-hmm. Yeah, tons of great color. We have Storm introducing 
to a, a horde of people gathered around a giant tree. The brothers and sisters of Krakoa, a great thing has happened today, a miracle made possible by mutant hands. The great work of the five. They're like <laughs> rock stars. They're like, I love that says the great work of the five and then someone says, love them. I think that's Storm still, yeah. Just love them for they have... Oh. It's connected. I thought it was yeah. just like an aside. Someone, someone, the, someone in the crowd. Love them, I love them. I love them. They're my favorite. <laughs> it just, it feels very ceremonial. It feels mm. almost religious where she's introducing this group of mutants that have done something that they have not known was possible, that they have brought back to life mutants that we thought had died. So this is basically... All of Krakoa's introduction to the five and what they can do. Potentially. I don't know. It's an interesting thing to think about because of, you know, like how much, you know, what we were talking about earlier, but I'm not sure. And then there they are. The the mutants who have brought back who they just didn't, they don't find any clothes for them. Though. No, they didn't give them any clothes. They just, we're just going to bring you out and show you off and your yeah. naked selves to yep. the world. They're naked. How could we not, you know? see that you know i'm saying to the the we see them but do we know them you know they're naked how could we not see these people yeah i love the uh expertly placed tail of nightcrawler yes strategic hair placement tail placement mm-hmm. other people placement you don't see anything you're not supposed to see and so these next two pages are kind of classic nine panel conversations between storm as she touches base with each of these mutants that are being reintroduced. And I I love this interaction between Scott and Aurora where how do you, how do I know that it's you, my brother? And Cyclops says, once I thought I was strong, a leader of mutants. And then you showed me what strong was. Damn right. Storm kisses him on the forehead. I learned it watching you. And this is just, this is just a really great recognition of probably two of the greatest leaders on x-men team history storm and cyclops have always been go-to leaders of Mm -hmm. squads and teams throughout i love storm all right so basically storm is connecting with everybody to in in a public way to say you know how do i know it's you and prove to all these people that you are who you say you are yeah and and also probably to herself yep and then she calls out to the people, you know, who, what is he? And they're all fists in the sky, mutant. And she got, does the sim, same thing with Jean. And Jean says, oh, I'm the only me that ever was, which is kind of loaded with Jean um, because, you know, she's she's been a couple of people. Or <laughs> We were talking about Inferno and, and mm-hmm. Madeline Pryor previously and then the Phoenix. You know, these are yes. all iterations iterations of gene copies of gene uh which i think is just an interesting thing to kind of that's not i don't think that's inconsequential dialogue this is my sister i know her you know and does the same thing calls out mutant and then i love this exchange between monet and storm and she introduces (laughs) she introduces herself as penance not m but Penance, Monet St. Croix, which I did check out that this was a Jonathan Hickman introduced idea that she can now at will switch between her human form and her penance form. So that like razor clawed. Yeah. 
That's uh, cool. But yeah, the no touching and just the facial expression of Storm is just so, so great. <laughs> of course. Uh, and then she, she introduces her as well. And then we have Xavier and Magneto on looking, talking about how this is only the beginning. How many, how many mutants have been killed and remain lost? So here's a question. And obviously the answer is not in the story thus far. So if you don't want to answer, I understand. But these five can combine their powers essentially. Mm-hmm. And bring mutants back. What happens if one of them dies? It's a good question. <laughs> that face. I'm not going to tell you. Uh, I mean, that's, that's a good question. I don't know if they ever really explicitly say what happens. I am sure by them not saying that it is intent to be a plot point at some time. Mm-hmm. Right. Um I think that they have some backup. There are other mutants that can warp reality. True. There yeah, are there. other mutants that well, there, you know, the eggs. I don't think could come yeah, from anybody else. Yeah, who else can make? Who else has gold balls? It's nobody. Nobody. Fabio. But Colossus has silver balls. Yikes. <laughs> anyway, any hoodle. So. And Magneto says to him. They should have killed us when they had the chance. I feel like he always says that. Because, well, I mean, especially now when... And also, they've even, killed you like 10 times already. Yeah. <laughs> right. So they should have tried to stop us, but now we're essentially unstoppable. And this last point, they kind of talk back and forth about the UN vote being tomorrow. And that vote is meant to declare Krakoa or not as an official nation. Oh. Right. So that's kind of the, the leverage of the drugs mm-hmm. for the recognition of being a nation. Nation status. Oh snap. And I mean, well, clearly by by all the fists in the air and the people and the cheering, they believe they're a nation. So you gonna deny them of that? Mm. Then introducing Nightcrawler, mutants all, heroes of Krakoa. And I think that it's, I think it's interesting, and I noticed this earlier in this issue, you did point out Mystique in the lineup. Right. But she wasn't really prominent again in the like naked people standing in, yeah. in front of the tree. She was kind of hidden in the background. She's not introduced in any way. She's totally hidden. And she, I don't even really see her in this group of people being surrounded by everyone who I do recognize a couple of the mutants around them, but it is just kind of a sea of random. So where did Mystique go? Are they kind of keeping it hidden that she's back? I don't know. Or that she was part of that team. Mm. So on this next page, we have a two page data spread that details the resurrection process. So the genetic base from Sinister's collection Mm -hmm. that was augmented by Xavier. So he kind of added in some places where Sinister might be missing. Oh, yeah. Here, take this DNA. Right. I think it's interesting this note about optimal aging. So how they can age to various stages in their lives. So they're not... 
They're not necessarily saying, we're going to age you to exactly where you were. They're saying, we're going to age you to your, your prime age. Right. We're going to age you to the age that we need you at. Uh, which I think they even call out, you know, it is believed that in the future, designer modifications will be possible. Designer modifications. What are we in the capital? Is this the Hunger Games? Maybe. Right. Which I think is interesting. So and it's a couple of things that kind of connect to overall ideas of what this undoes. So this vague idea of how old are these characters? Mm-hmm. Right. This helps disguise the need for that answer. They could be however old that we need them to be. And is this before or after chimeras? Chimeras are in, that was life nine. So this is after. This is after. But technically, so chimeras are in the future of a previous life of Moira's. Right? So chimeras okay, were Okay, so technically in this in this lifeline, no chimeras, chimeras haven't haven't existed. But in the previous lifeline, they didn't have this, but then they developed chimeras. We don't think that they had any kind of resurrection ability, but Sinister and his breeding pits were able to get to the second and third generation chimera mutants. Got it. I think that, that that idea it opens up a lot of possibilities and and just morally questionable areas about you know what what it is they're talking about. What the bottom of this page? Are you on the second page? Yeah, it says note there has been no experimentation regarding what happens when you combine a mutant mind with a husk that is not their own. Mm-hmm which I feel like is just a point to call out to then further explore, right? Yeah. So this, these, these two miniseries lay the foundation of what will come, mm-hmm. right? So you have to understand that there are seeds, eggs throughout this entire book. Balls. Balls just going to grow. I gotta let it go. I'm yeah, sorry. You do. <laughs> as soon as it came out of my mouth, I was like, too many times, too many Alicia. Times. Too many times. Right. Sorry, so, everyone. You know, just to say that, to call attention to that as a, a potential thing. Um, there's a lot of other information in here that kind of recaps the different stages of it, the five mutants as part of that resurrection. Um, they do have some upgrades or extensions available through like Sync or Mimic, who are other mutants that help bring together powers or can copy powers. Yeah, I think it is interesting just because of Proteus and the nature of his character. So he burns through the body that he inhabits. Mm. That's the curse of his power. Uh, And so when he was a villain, which is what he is primarily known as, he was kind of jumping from one body to another and burning out the husks. And so they talk about how that they have a backup mutant husk is always created from the genetic base of Charles Xavier. Hmm. So he's always got, he's always got a spare body lying around. Interesting. To jump into. Also, does the mutant power, your mutant gene that lies within your husk, not your soul? Mm. Question mark. I don't know. Because if it's your DNA, then your mutant power is part of your DNA. Right. So, 
I feel like it's part of your DNA. Like I feel like the husk is what has the, because also the the light coming out of Cyclops' eyes before his mind was Right, and then if you think about someone who's so, okay, someone like Jean, whose powers are in her mind, is that our powers in her mind or... Is it a part of her body? Is it a part of her her body? I'm just thinking if you switch, if you put a different... A different person's consciousness in a different body is that gonna that. be like they don't a, do that is that gonna be like a freaky friday situation where it's like 100%. oh now i need to figure out how to use these powers 100 percent. they do also make note of once a week xavier copies the latest version of every mutant mind to multiple redundant cradle locations across the world backups are the essence of each mutant so what he referred to as their soul he's just kind of he has the full thing, but he's just adding in a little bit extra from what happened in the last week. Mm-hmm. And that takes three hours every week. And then there's even a third data page on resurrection that just talks about scale. So initially they could do about 200 a day, 1,000 a week. Current mutant population estimated around 100,000. There was just under 1 million depowered from Scarlet Witch. Right, So they talked about that and in the previous issue. Uh, The deceased mutant population from Genosha is about 16 million. That process would take about 300 years to undo the damage of what's been done. So those many millions of mutants at the pace that they're doing. As they improve, it's estimated that they could reach around 30,000 a week. But that would require Xavier to download or resurrect 6,000 mutants a day, which he can't do. And so they're trying to work on a team of telepaths or a workaround to just create better practices for this as an overall way of life on Krakoa. That's cray cray. So I like a resurrection protocol down here mm-hmm. where it says, however, because of fears regarding duplication and other general questions of morality, unless an actual death has been documented, someone believed to be dead cannot be resurrected until their death has been confirmed or they have been undetectable by Cerebro for one month. Yeah. So like a missing persons report, but to an extent that they are not going to resurrect someone if there's no proof proof that they're dead. There's no proof that they're dead. Yo. The United Nations. And we have Emma Frost. Emma Frost. Kicking it at the UN. So they've been approved as a nation. Amazing. But also, can I just say that Emma Frost, just she just handles all political dealings yeah, always. Yeah. yeah. She's bureaucracy. You know, she's, she's the boardroom. Yeah. Right. Um, they talk about what Emma has done as part of this. Someone was going to vote against them, but abstained. So they didn't vote again. They didn't vote at all. Mm-hmm. And Charles is kind of bringing this up to Emma. They're talking telepathically across this room. And Xavier says to her, I, I know what you did. I see you, Emma. I see what you've done. And it was kind of seedy, but it was necessary because it's going to impact you. How you've affected this person and their consciousness, their their ability for willpower is going to have an impact on you. And I see you and I appreciate what you've done. And I just feel like that kind of speaks to that whatever it takes mentality that extended beyond the Orcus mission. This yeah. 
kind of overall philosophy of we're doing whatever we need to do to survive and to to uphold mutantum. Just still the new Xavier. Yeah. Just it's you got to do what you got to do. And Emma says, you know, buy me something and, <laughs> and make me a governor of a province. And Xavier responds where, you know, what do you buy someone that has everything? And to the second, you know, we have much bolder things in mind. Dun, dun, dun. And so we have a data page of mutant diplomacy. And it talks about which nations have rejected Krakoan's drugs that have not accepted this recognition of their... So these places don't don't accept that they're a nation. Right. They don't they don't accept the drugs, they don't accept the fact that they're a nation, but more than 100 nations have accepted a trade deal with Krakoa. And while negotiations are ongoing with most of the world <gasps> with most of the world's remaining nations, some have rejected Krakoan overtures. Nations that have rejected a trade treaty with Krakoa are considered to be a natural adversary. Wakanda they don't need mutant drugs, and it's in red. We Wakanda, and it sticks <laughs> out very much. So, like, we don't, we don't need whatever it is that you're doing. Whatever you think we need, and even we are on our own. Even the three behind, underneath it, yeah, Wakandan Economic Prote- Protectorate. So Wakanda takes care of their own. Wakanda is Wakanda. Thank you. Goodbye. Thank you. Goodbye. We see a giant map. This is a visual representation of the countries that do not accept Krakoa or do not accept Krakoan drugs. I don't know if that means, you know, they just ignore the fact that it's a nation and, but don't acknowledge it as a nation or right. So I think interesting and what comes up later on the fact that Russia and Latveria, Latveria being where Dr. Doom is from, they, they don't accept not only do they not accept Krakoan drugs, we can assume they don't accept mutant sovereignty or, you know, all the other things mm. involved with Amnesty Xavier's court. Right, right. That. So the, the ability to is, the ability to go to Krakoa for anyone's as anyone's birthright. So also there's a difference aside from Wakanda, there's a difference between ideological and political. So mm-hmm. ideological is like their religion or we don't, their we beliefs. don't agree with this they don't in, believe in, in they, theory they, right they're just like no, no 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 versus this could impact our political power or what we're trying to do with our systems is it the end of the issue no nope. a okay more. i'm afraid to turn the page if it's not the right time because i don't want any spoiler you're good and so oh wolverine is angsty and sad in krakoa he is very hesitant about something you know there's uh, something incoming. Some people are beyond saving. And Magnino says, if that were true, would you be here? Would I? And Sage, you know, we see Sage and Cypher talking about there's so many of them. They're incoming. And on this next page, Whoa. waves of villains walking through the gates of Krakoa. Oh, yeah. Who's at the bottom? Apocalypse. Apocalypse. And we have Mr. Sinister. Standout Mr. Sinister and Exodus and a handful of others. I do want to point out that that is M Plate, who is M's older brother. Oh, please. I can't even. <laughs> I just regret asking any questions about that backstory. Just, just know that most backstories are convoluted and crazy. Yeah. Not all, but most. Uh, all right. So all of these peeps. Have now been are now part of Krakow. They are. we assume something's happening, 
And I just, I love, right? We have our apocalypse delivery on that cover where he comes through. Ah, Krakoa. That, this image feels super Thanos to me. Right. That, just that, ah, Krakoa. Ah, I'm home. I have what I need now. Mm -hmm. And he's just kind of talking to the island. And as these birds go crazy and Wolverine calls them out, you know, making yourself a little too comfortable, aren't you, pal? And comfortable is an inadequate word but yes i am comfortable krakoa knows me and i krakoa yeah it's been too long right wait wasn't apocalypse involved in krakoa's origin story right Right. so what we found out i believe last issue from doug having heard that small amount of backstory that krakoa was once okara i think yes you know, and then was split into two, Krakoa and Arako, and was forever left alone in sadness. And it was the warrior god in blue who, who did was it. Apocalypse. Apocalypse. Krakoa don't like you. Uh, I think he does. Oh, really? I think so. He might have. So there was the reason that Apocalypse did that, and they don't really go into it as much. But there was a war going on. There was there was a, a violent enemy on the island, and that this was happened. To, this this was done to save oh. the destruction of both islands. Interesting, interesting things you miss when you don't actually read. Um, okay, so so he's saying you know we go way back. You know, Apocalypse and Krakoa, they they good friends. I fought a war here before mutants were even a thing, and. Magneto just says straight out to him, don't mess it up. Don't, <laughs> don't mess up what we have here, Apocalypse. Is that going to be a problem? Or what we doing going to be an issue? And Apocalypse has this kind of speaking out to all of his children. You know, for centuries, I have fostered war and conflict, all in the hopes of mutantum finally asserting dominance over the world. Now look at you. Look at all of you. You have finally become what I intended you to be. I could not be more proud. This is this is what he's always wanted. He's wanted mutants to kind of take their place as the inheritors of the world. Yeah, but he wanted to be in charge. Right. So that's that, where Wolverine and Magneto are coming from. And I they're feel. very they're very upfront about the fact you know, like, we need you to say the fact that you are you accept our rules. Yeah. So their collective acknowledgement to serve the one nation of Krakoa, which is just huge. And Xavier has this point where, let it be known, Krakoa is for all mutants. All mutants. And huge splash page on the end. Welcome home. They're shaking hands. Oh, yeah. Apocalypse and Xavier shaking hands. Huge. Xavier's hand looks so tiny. So small. That hand is bigger than Xavier's face. If you are us, then come be with us. Come home. Magnino. Ooh. If you are us, then be with us. That's so... Wow. Okay. So... Some big things happened. Yeah, that was a good That was a good issue. I liked it very much. What were your favorite parts? What were the things that stuck out to you? Um. Well, first of all, all of those people are not dead. So that's a huge... That was a huge roller coaster of that emotions. That was definitely a roller coaster of emotions. And then, you know, I I'm, I wasn't as shocked or 
anything by the fact that all of the evil mutants came into Kakoa. I mean, Especially, it's a cool, yeah. it's a cool reveal. It's like look at all these yeah. these peeps that have now joined us. Um, it's you definitely have, you already have Magneto and Sinister, yeah, on your payroll. So. It's definitely a symbolic. You know, we are one. Yeah, it's a big moment. It's huge for everyone that's read stories of every one of these characters hating and fighting and, and working against Xavier mm-hmm. and the X-Men. To- well, it's interesting because so many of the people who are against Xavier, their goal is that mutants rule and mutants are on top. And right. so it's almost so it's- like all of these other groups were always on the same side right. and now Xavier's group is on that side too because and the villains were never together. really the villains were never really against Xavier per no, se no they were just they were against, against humans, humans. they yeah. were for mutants and Xavier didn't want that to be the end all be all to say death to humans he wanted there to be integration between mutants and humans but no more no more no more if you are us then be with us Come home. Come home. That's crazy. And Amazing. and you know, like the the five mutant resurrection, I think that that's huge. I think that the stereotype of comics of death being a revolving door and people can die and just come back, I feel like that just destroys the argument of how did that person die? How or, did that yeah, yeah really. how did that happen? Yeah. I think it also kind of pulls in a question of stakes of you know, can someone, am, am I scared that I'm going to lose someone, you know? Right. Well, it, I still have my question about what if one of those five dies could, or could the resurrection if someone, protocols. If, a hum, if the humans capture, mm-hmm. right, the humans or Orcus, whatever, takes one of the five, splits mm-hmm. up, purposely splits up the five, what happens to the, if they find out that information? Right. Because now it was a... It was a well-kept secret for a while, but now most of Krakoa knows that this is an option. Mm-hmm. And so if that if that was ever to get out... To the human world at large. Right. Then if they did something... So I guess on a general day-to-day basis, there's sort of like no fear. Mm-hmm. You know, do what you got to do and we'll bring you back. But if something was to happen to one of the five, then the stakes it becomes a little scary again yeah it's interesting to me one of the things that stood out was this idea that now we have this ability so it we're not just going to move forward with it they're going to try to work retroactively and they want to bring back combination of the two people who have been gone for a while the the 16 million right like all of the genosha people like that's that i wasn't expecting i was it that was you, a little you were bit thinking shock. more of a okay. We have it's this. a fail safe in case we die on a mission. Right. No, Going forward, now we can save people, but they're saying like oh, to but Magneto's we're also point, gonna... you know, they've made us whole. They've mm-hmm. brought back what we've lost. And also, they're immortal now. Essentially, you know, this idea of as long as the systems continue to work in place, and and you know, it's the question of is that really Cyclops? Right, and do do mutants I mean, I'm I'm sure if they choose that they don't wanna be like keep on living, you know, they don't wanna be resurrected, do they get to die or is it no, nope, you just live forever now. I don't know. Nope, we decided you're coming back. Yeah. 
And and would you then not have the memory of asking for to never be resurrected? Right. Like would Xavier just there's a lot withhold of, that information? There's a lot of moral gray area that yeah, could be like explored. Can Xavier withhold parts of your history if they if you get resurrected and then I would he assume plops he has, you he has back in your, there? He has your entire mind scanned. You know, he could do things to that. He could influence things. Crazy. I mean, that kind of adds the question of Xavier's morals. Right. And I just now I want them to put somebody's being inside somebody else's body. Yeah. I just want to know what happens with well, that. I, just, I feel like that's that and the whole DNA building blocks. That's chimeras. Like that's the yeah. basis for chimeras. Yeah. You know, mm. what's, what's to say that Sinister's not tinkering around in his lab. Yeah. How do you just like, he even like, you know, maybe I'm just going to inject this little egg with multiple DNAs. Right. And he even like some kind of concoction. He gave himself mutant DNA. You know, right. They, they revealed that as one of the secrets. Crazy. There's more that could be happening that we don't know yet. It's very exciting. And stuff. I feel like that's, that's what every issue is intended to be. It's, you know, I'm, I'm telling you a little bit more Pepper about this world, but also there's a lot of unanswered future potential. This issue on the reading order is in red. So mm. the ones that were in red for whatever reason, is, I don't know if it's ever explicitly said, but... They're important. Yeah. The only other one that's been in red so far was The Many Lives of Moira McTaggart, mm -hmm. which was another big game changer. Yeah. Right. This, this one now being that mutants can't die and all the villains are here. We all in here. Everyone's together. Yeah. Crazy, crazy. Cool. Well, where can people find us if they want to talk to us or ask questions or learn more or oh, wow. keep informed? Great question. You can find us on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook at The Ex-Wife Podcast. You can also shoot us an email at theexwifepodcast at gmail.com. And we do also have a website, which is theexwifepodcast.com. Shoot us your questions. Let us know your thoughts on any things that stick out to you and any of the issues. We're going to be doing a live episode where we retouch on the first 12 issues. Um, kind of big thoughts. Big thoughts. Giant points. And questions. Look forward to what's going to happen. Yeah. We want to hear from you. And hopefully I'll, um, I'll read this book. Oh. I'll read this book. By the time of the live, no promises. And it's like 12 weeks. Yeah. I can, I can do it. Yeah. I can do it. But I, I won't, I'll read retroactively, but I like being surprised. I like being That's surprised good. in the moment. All right. All right. Well, until next time, old friend. Yes. Thanks so much for joining us today on the Ex Wife Podcast. Be sure to leave us a review and tell your friends. The Ex-Wife Podcast is produced in Providence, Rhode Island by Alicia and Justin. Our music is by Quan. 